Welcome, everybody. It's Massey and Mike with Self-Evident Podcast number 30. Number 30, dog. 3-0. We are on 3-0. We're way past the halfway mark for this year. We, we do these yep. once a week. Yep. Um, we want to do them daily, so hint, hint. Right? <laughs> nudge, we need nudge. support so we can do it daily. Um, but also, too, we're trying to go live daily, and it's been a, a crazy week here, yeah. a crazy couple weeks, actually, for both of us, um, working and doing our things. So we do want to get live uh, daily. We want to do live for at least 15 minutes of these podcasts so you guys know yeah. uh, you guys are catching it in real time. You guys know uh, what we're going to hit. Sometimes, like, on the ones we do now, we edit a lot. Yeah. And, and, and we, we cut out some good information sometimes, and, and I don't like that. So And, um, and the hard part is we've got to cover topics that are current. Yeah, so if we go. could do daily, we can do current topics before they die. Because if we record on a Thursday and then we release on a Wednesday or whatever, we can't cover right. certain topics. We got to find right. stuff that's going to last, right. you know. And so here we are. Uh, so we're going to cover a lot of different things, but we wanted to get started. Um, basically, on the current events topic, we're going to talk about Ilian Omar. But you know, it's funny today. My son just informed me, and 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 maybe you parents have dealt with this. He goes actually to a Christian private sort of semi-homeschool type co-op, right? Yeah. And they hired a teacher there that was starting to talk about different ideologies than I believe, right? <clears throat> now, some of the stuff she said, I'm glad she has her opinion. I'm glad what she started bashing President Trump. Now, you guys know from all the podcasts previous, I'm not a big <laughs> Trump fan. I praise what he does well. I praise or I, I condemn and, and, I, and I strike down what he does bad if it's unconstitutional, okay. right? So it's not that uh, I don't have a bias here because I'm not Republican or Democrat, neither are you, and I'm raising my kids to be the same. I want them to be biblical and constitutional. That's the only thing I want them to do, which is why we made these beautiful hats available now at theselfevidenttruth.com. <laughs> the Truth. Matter of fact, you guys, what we're planning on doing, let us know what you think on the comments below when you guys see this. We're start, I'm, I'm thinking about doing a hat club, so if you donate monthly, mm. you get on our hat club. I want you guys to send all your pictures, every podcast we do, so we know like that. who's who's on the podcast, and we can post it on our social media mm. and, and really recognize you guys in, in all the spots that we're in. We, we got some hats out to Ohio and Michigan. Uh, we were just in Illinois, so there's a lot of hats there. Uh, or I'm sorry, uh, Missouri, and not mm. Illinois. So, uh, But anyways, back to the point. So this is a Christian, pub, or a Christian private school, and she's bashing Trump, saying basically Trump, uh, if he builds his wall... A lot of Mexicans are going to lose their jobs, basically, um, and and I'm I'm not I'm not trying to condemn her because I wasn't there, and so we have to go uh, have a sit down with her uh, and, and things like that. But she also basically was saying that President Trump wants to tax poor people and not tax rich people. Just that statement alone. Can you go into it? Because I mean, I could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, the rich pay how much in taxes already? You know what I mean? And I don't remember the numbers, so I don't want to slaughter them. But it's basically like the top ten percent may pay most of our taxes. Absolutely, they do. The vast majority of our taxes. Now, even if you you want to delve into that, a there's a lot of ignorance about economics and and tax rates and everything that's stated there. But backing up. It's the generalizations that, you know, you called me this afternoon, dude, you'll never guess. And that's what bugged me. Because who would have thought? was the generalization, right? Yeah, who would have thought? Know? Yeah. And I had posed to you, what if it were the other way around and her kid was getting a bunch of pro-Trump propaganda? She wouldn't be thrilled about it, no right? No way. You know, and, and the fact is your kid is in elementary school. He shouldn't be thinking about politics. He shouldn't be getting and and this gets into the whole activism thing. Our kids should not be activists. Our kids should not be climate activists that are 
yelling at politicians and telling politicians how wrong they are and how evil they are for not supporting initiatives against climate change. Right. Our kids are supposed to go out and play. Our kids are supposed to go out and scrape their knees. They're supposed to have fun with each other. They're supposed to grow up and be kids. Yeah, and you know? I'm supposed to raise my kid in the nurture and the admonition of God. I don't want you to raise them in politics. Yeah. The only reason I'm involved in politics is because politics in, has involved itself in the church, and it's come against the church, and it's attacking our free speech as a, as a nation. Yeah. It's also attacking our incomes. It's attacking... Uh, our social being is attacking the way that I think. It's attacking my own religion by saying I can't believe that homosexuality is a sin, and we got to watch and no. watch out and be careful because things are now hate crimes. You know all it, these things. So yes, I do. Do I have to stand in politics? Absolutely. But my kids know Jesus Christ first, yeah. and that's where we focus our time. When they get older, if they want to get involved in that stuff, praise God. But they're going to be informed voters at that time. You know. And this this is something that a lot of people have noticed. Politics is in everything. Now, which is really frustrating. Like, look at ESPN and what happened to their ratings. Absolutely, the more dude. and more politically active they Absolutely. got, the more and more their ratings dropped. You're they, right. And they had a couple of situations that really just plummeted their ratings. And it's it's injecting into everything. You can't escape politics. Yeah. That's all people want to do is escape. Which, ironic enough, we are a very political. <laughs> podcast but, but the thing is like duh, we're right? we're honest about it right yeah duh we're here for the politics side of things if i want to watch a movie i really don't want to be preached to about climate change and and immigration and all of this stuff i want a good solid movie right you can't have that anymore not anymore no it's no and it, and it's, it's everywhere i think know? it's funny too that the hypocrisy of this is you, like now they're coming out with all these CT, you know, CT scans and all yeah. these things about, uh, uh, you know, concussions and kids shouldn't be playing sports. We got to be careful. But you're so willing to warp their minds. And it's funny because the Supreme Court ruled in the 80s about the Ten Commandments. Uh, yeah. Was it the 80s? Uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg basically yep. saying the Ten Commandments warped the kids' minds. Yeah. You know, yeah. we couldn't teach the Ten Commandments, but you can teach him politics in a school, dude. Leave my kids alone, right? I don't care if you have your opinion. That's totally fine. That's It's a free country. And you can be as crazy as you want, and you can be as smart as you want. I don't care. And I'm not saying either side's crazy or whatever, because each side has their fringe. The Republicans have their fringe. The Democrats have their fringe. And it bothers me that there's even two sides, right? Um, there's an American people of 330 million of us, including children, right, that can believe how they believe in Christ. And we shouldn't have to just pick between two, right? And it stinks that we had to pick between two people. And it bothers me, right? But to leave my kids out of it is most important, right? Let my kid be a kid. Let me deal with how he's raised in the nurture and admonition of God, politics, sex, all these things. That's my job. That And that gets back to what we had talked about before a couple of podcasts ago about it's your job to raise your kids. Absolutely. It, it's been put on the teachers in the past 20, 30 years of teachers raise these kids. No. You're Dude. supposed to teach my kid the basics. Yeah. Teach my kid math, English, history, whatever. Don't teach my kid morals. I should be teaching my kid morals. Now, should morals be upheld in the school? Sure, but we're not at that point anymore. We're at the point where the teachers are teaching kids about what to believe, politics, morals, all of that. You know, it, 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 it's frustrating to watch, you know? But it is. It, it, the other frustrating thing is, I think, is how they assume that they can do that, but it wouldn't. they wouldn't put it up with it if it was them. And, and you you had said yeah. that you'd mentioned that before. Yeah. That I think is most concerning to me. I, I don't I don't again, I'll say you have the freedom to believe and to to, to think as you want to think, right? But 
There's no question that the founders believe that the only way to maintain freedom in this country is to be Christ's or under God and his commandments. There's no, there's no getting around what they believed, yeah. right? And it was Christianity that destroyed things like slavery and all these things, real biblical Christianity, right? So if you want to teach something to my kid, just teach him the word of God, like Noah Webster said, that it would prevent calamity. If we stayed in the word and we had religion and morality, like Washington mm. said, religion and morality are central pillars to civil society. Or he said religion and morality is what keeps us all in happiness, right? Or the Northwest Ordinance of 1787 that says religion and morality are central pillars to civil society. Uh, uh, Washington said that, but it's also in the Northwest Ordinance yeah. of 1787. And, and how religion and morality should be taught in schools. Schools and the means of education shall forever be encouraged, it says, right? Do that. Leave the rest of it to me, yeah. right? Now, you may say, but you're warping your kids. Yeah, they're my kids. I'm raising my There's, kids the way that I want to raise my kids because they're my kids, right? And I am really upset. And, and I am upset yeah, about this. Yeah, and I don't blame you. No matter what, kids are getting propagandized. It, no matter what, kids' brains are being shaped. So this this whole argument kind of moves into the evolution, create yeah. uh, creative design, or intelligent design idea. So you have evolution taught in schools. Yeah. And people who are very pro-evolution go, you can't teach intelligent design. That's not allowed because that's not a scientific theory. Well, technically, it is exactly. a scientific theory. You're not teaching both sides. Right, right. And that's, that's the real problem that I'm noticing with all of this is both sides aren't being taught. Both sides aren't being explored. Right. It's back to opinion and propaganda of one side only. Forget about the other. Forget the, yeah, and yeah. I, that's that's where the idea of even learning, uh, the the idea of even learning has gone away. That's why colleges yeah. are now. We don't want people like Candace Owens or the 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 conservatives, the Shapiro's, the you know what I mean. Yeah. Like even I've been booed, you know, at campuses before. Mm -hmm. Like, do you remember when we, I, was it you that went with me? Yeah, we went to uh, Shawnee State. Oh yeah, yeah, and we had those professors tweeting about us and yeah. stuff. It's like, we've had that before. That's not the question. But why do you want to silence voices when all you're telling them is, why don't you let your kid be more open-minded? Exactly. So I don't mind. be open-minded. Yeah, I don't <laughs> mind that they're open-minded and you tell them, but not in an elementary school where they're not even, they need to be kids. Yeah. When they go to college, man, that's on, they made that decision. Uh, my job is to make them go to school or to teach them until they're 16 to 18 because there's a lot of 16-year-olds now graduating, right? Yeah. But my, that's my job. Leave me to that. Leave me to teach them things that they need to know to be spiritually sound, to be uh, mentally prepared, and to be men, because I have boys. No. To teach them how to be men. If I had little girls, I would teach them to be strong women too, right? But not politics. Keep that crap out of there and just teach what you're supposed to teach. Reading, writing, and arithmetic, that's what you went to school for. And, and now you don't just go to school for that if you're a teacher. You get indoctrinated with everything. Oh, yeah. Solinsky tactics and all these no. things. And, dude, that's not even an ignorant statement. That is so true if you didn't know that what they're teaching in colleges right now is absolutely they, asinine in a lot of different ways. They're, they're given money for social justice courses yeah. and, and social activism. It's it's completely They're giving swung, college credit. Yeah, yeah. It's swung into activism. And that's a really scary thought. You know, people say, Oh, well, we have to support the colleges and universities because they're so important and vital for the fabric of of the world. Dude. You've lost it. That's Sorry. Right. That's right. Right? These these were actually supposed to be set up the, the liberal arts colleges were supposed to be set up for philosophy and law and, yes. and critical thinking, yes. right? Yes. The problem is we're not critically thinking anymore. 
Yeah, and that's if if you're shutting people like Shapiro down, that means you're not thinking anymore. You're you're not putting him there and going, okay, let's think about this critically. That's right. You know, that's exactly right. And that's what's going to segue into, um, and that was just a piece of it, guys. Listen, if you got your kids in public schools, you obviously understand uh, that that's just a. It's, it's they're going to do the same thing there, right? Yeah. And it's public, so it's publicly funded, and and there's a lot of things that go on behind the scenes we don't even see. You know, the crazy stuff. But this was in a Christian private public school. So that's what got me animated about it. Yeah. And it's current events stuff. So it's going to segue into Ilian Omar. Uh, mm. She, I don't want to call it the hypocrisy on the left because everybody does that crap, yeah. right? But it's pretty amazing how she's been able to get away with so many different statements about Jews, about Allah, basically. And you're going to get into this with me because you're the yeah. one who brought it up to me. Um, how she's been able to get away with so many different statements and the media literally doesn't cover it or the Democrats keep keep her at bay, right? Yeah. But, I mean, boy, it, same thing. Keeps, and, I'm, and I'm noticing this, this. I may be crazy here, and I'm just going to say it. It's, it's the Muslim thing. Here's why. Keith Ellison did almost the same thing, and he was accused of doing the same thing Al Franken was accused of. And Al Franken, was, he, he, quit, he resigned. Yeah. And Keith's an, a, a Muslim. Keith Ellison, he's from Minnesota. He's a Muslim. Elian Omar, a Muslim, right? That lady calling Trump a mother. If they'd have done that to Obama, oh my gosh, Ooh. dude. Oh my gosh. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, there's just this thing that's this theme that's going on, and we have to talk about it eventually. Yeah. People it, know that there's something up with this whole Muslim thing. You know what I mean? And I'm not against them. Yeah. Because I, I think there's a lot of people, and I, I kind of want to say no, this. Yeah, I'm not saying that all of them are bad. I do think there's a radical side, just like there's a radical right, radical left, radical this, that. But there is a side of radicalism that if you're not paying attention, dude, I'm telling you, the things that you allow, it was Jonathan Edwards that said, what one generation tolerates, the next will embrace. If you continue to allow hypocrisy to happen, it will eventually catch up to you. Yeah. It has to. Yeah. And from the conservative side, we tend to drown ourselves out with the whole muslim islam thing right because we've had yeah. the voices that all yeah. all muslims are bad and islam is a cancer and right. all that right and kernels of truth but what has to be recognized and we've got to figure out a way to message this properly right. so it's put in its proper place because there's a lot of times where liberals will look at evangelical christians and they'll go see you're you're being okay with it because they're purely evangelical Christians, you conservatives. Right. And we look and do the same thing about the whole Muslim thing. There is truth to the protection of Muslims because of the whole Islamophobia word. You notice that word always comes out as soon as something, if there's any criticism that's thrown out, Islamophobia, 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 right? Same and thing, but same thing with like, you know, the flipping what do you call it, gay thing, the yeah, transgender yeah. thing, it's homophobic, a homophobic, sexist, right. it's transphobic. All phobia. It's They're not Christophobes, though. No, no. It's They're not constitutionophobes. Is that even a word? <laughs> we're we're right. going to hashtag that. Go, Constitutionophobe. Republicophobes. Phobes. Republicophobes. Republicophobes. There you go. I mean, really. Yeah. They're, they're, they're lawphobes, really. Yeah. They're afraid of what law is supposed to do. Moral phobes, they're afraid of real morality because yeah. it's not subjective, right? Yeah. And, and and that's what's scary, but continue. I'm sorry. No, 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 you're good. It's 
we have to call it for the way it is. Yes. Now, and I would never say half the stuff I said, by the way. <laughs> you just have a different opinion. Sorry. It's she. So I want to start with something more subtle that I think conservatives need to just leave alone and then get into the more grotesque stuff. But she had said a quote about the cathedral burning down. Right. And right. she had called it art and architecture and and then had spoken about, you know, this this prayers and thoughts to those around it, the whole situation. Don't die on that hill. Don't die on that hill. Because there's a lot of people coming out and saying, see, she's she's totally against the worship and all of that. And, you know, no, just art and architecture. She's trying to be somewhat respectful in her own way. I'm not saying she totally respects the cathedral, but that's not the hill to die on. The hill to die on is something like, like members of the Jewish community, I know how it feels to be hated because of my religious beliefs. Almost one in five hate crimes committed last year was motivated by religious bias, with 18% committed against Muslims. Here's why. Well above the historical averages before President Trump's election, hate crimes actually went down. Right? <laughs> so... In 2014 <laughs> tweet during Israel's hostilities with Hamas, she prayed for Allah to awaken the people and help them see the evil doings of Israel. Okay, now we have to get into how do you view an independent nation? That's right. That is an ally of America. That's right, dude. And what do you feel about them? That's right. May 31st tweet this year, she referred to Israel as an apartheid regime. That's never a positive light, right? Um, she's, so the, the, the big thing lately was the 9-11 quote, right, right. where she said some people did some things. Art and architecture, okay. This one. That one stung. That one stung. You get into the psychology of it. If it really affected her what happened, she would not have said right. some people did right. something. She was right. trying to bounce around. Islamic terrorism did this horrific incident. Right. She was trying to get around it. And that's where the problem lays. And that's why people were upset, and I don't blame them, and I think they should be. And that's where she needs to get criticized from both sides. Now, in the inner circle of her and Rashid Talib and um, What's her Alexandra. Name? Uh, it's Rashid, not Rashid. It's no, it's um, Talib. She's from Michigan, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. AOC, Tlaib, and and Omar. Kind of like that coalition. Yeah, that freshman thinkers. What do they call them? The the super progressive. They're uber progressive. Yeah, radicals. (laughs) Democratic socialists. Yeah, type thing. And there's there's this war going on between establishment leadership and the Democrat Party and them. And and dude, but just think about that. Yeah. The Democrats are coming against their own right now. It's a, saying y'all better chill it, out, dude. Yeah, it's a cannibal fest right now. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I wish I wish the conservatives could have done pretty near the same thing when when like Paul Ryan and them voted for the stimulus yeah. bill and all these things. I wish we'd have called each other out at that time. And I'm not saying to do it publicly, but at least go behind closed doors and say, bro, you weren't supposed to do this. This is not government. This isn't under your scope of power yeah. uh, to do. I'm, what I'm saying is it's unconstitutional. Just because you're Congress doesn't mean you can make law out of thin air. It has to match up and line up with the Constitution. And so we didn't see that either. And that's what I think scares me even more. Uh, hey, Chris, Bobby, which, Jim. Wow. Which you had cool. the Freedom cool. Caucus, but the Freedom Caucus always kind of gets kicked to the side, right, you right. know, which is sad. I 
I wish they had more pull within the Republican Party. But and it, but see, at least here's what I'm saying. Like at least there's some kind of flipping order, you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think uh, to go back to the statement that we were making before, I wish that they would hold their own to the same standard, right? In some ways, um, at least they have enough common sense in what they believe in that they have to stay unified. But we don't stay unified in the Republican Party, uh, and and I'm I just, I just said we because I'm not I'm basically a lot of what I believe is in that side of things, but yeah. they don't even follow it really. So it's like. I want freedom and liberty for all, and and that doesn't classify me as a libertarian because I'm I'm Christian and and I don't. There's certain things that we do have to uphold and protect. Um, I believe that God gave us a law. I believe that that reigns true. I believe our government was based on that by the Declaration of Independence. No libertarian can defeat me on that one, uh, especially John Locke. You can't defeat John Locke and what he wrote in his treaties and you no. know what, and, and all those things about God and like how that was his law, natural law that he created that made law in the first place, civil law, uh, all these things revealed law, municipal no. law. Uh, Blackstone talked about it. I mean, these lawmakers and things like that. So that's what our founders believed in. So you can't get away from that. But they at least hold to their own, and we don't. And, I, and I'm saying we as the American people. And, and I'm glad there's a sect of us that are actually waking up. You know, and there's a lot of people that may, I may not agree with everything they do, but it's like, dude, I'm so glad that you're fighting against the establishment and the system. You need to fight against the establishment and the system. The system is what got, got us in this place. I'm going to say it again. If it was true and it was good what they were doing, are they continuing to rack up debt and spending? Yes. They haven't stopped it. They have not stopped it. It's been yeah. two and a half years of this presidency and this regime of, of, of Republicans, right? Well, but they, we lost some of the seats. It does not matter, dude. It doesn't matter. The Democrats, literally, the left always gets what they want. They always get what they want. They never back down. And the only way the Republicans can get what they want is to do what the Democrats do and sign, sign the president signs executive yeah, orders. Yeah, they always, they always make follow sense. in lockstep. Yeah, um, people will say, yeah, the health care bill, was, it was based on a lie. It was passed because it was a tax, but now they got rid of the tax. And so you, and what really makes me mad about that is it. They had two years, they had two years, the House, the Senate, and the presidency. Yeah, but someone had told me it's because they only had fifty-eight votes, not sixty-one, so they couldn't pass it. You're telling me, you're you're telling me you couldn't have done anything. No, stop making excuses. Stop making excuses. Yeah. No. And, and, and they, and every, because every time it got brought up, well, um, well, and, and you know, you we, know. we're, we're going to eat the, we're, we're, we're like, you know, a lot of my friends, we're going to eat the fruit of this. We are, we're going to yeah. have to, because it's, it's happening now, by the way, Obamacare, all these things that, that it did in, if in, you knew in 2007, he was speaking to the SEIU and you can, you can look this up. This isn't conspiracy theory. And he said, our goal is single payer. It's going to take 10 to 15 years. The whole plan was to crash the system in order to get single payer. That was the goal all along, right? We're on our way, and the Republicans have done nothing to halt that. So we're stuck in the middle with the worst of every world yep. in our health care. Yep, and we're still <laughs> racking up deficit. We're still racking up a deficit. We're still doing all these things now. Where people say, but look what he's done good. Okay, I could do that. I could do that, right? But And that would turn my eye against what's really going on. And now it's funny how the conservatives are justifying his debt. Yeah, which he's you know, ballooning the debt. He's ballooning the debt, too, just like Obama. But we were so mad when Obama raised, wasn't in his first term, it went up, 
what in his whole presidency we went up ten trillion dollars, something like that. Yeah, yeah, it was like huge. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when massive Bush, numbers. And Bush did it too. He he, yep. ran, he Which, it went that was the wars. Yeah, the Iraq wars and, and spending huge spending, right? Yep. And 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 so we were mad at, at Obama, but when it comes to our guy, and uh, hashtag it's or, okay. or, or quote our guy, he's not yep. my guy. Jesus Christ is my guy. Jesus um, Christ is king, and, and and he's the only king here for for, for me. Trump isn't a king to me. He's just a man. He's a president, right, in Congress. But they're not above God, and I will never put them above God. And I will. I don't want to put them above God, man, because they're men. They're mere men just like me no. and you. They're mere men, dude. If I have to look at a government and fear them, that's tyranny, bro. When they look at the people and they fear them, that's liberty. No. Thomas Jefferson said that. Yep. And to segue back to Omar and AOC and them, which I I, I know it's kind of a weird segue, but no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to drop going. back into keep, that because you've keep got going. you've got three people who very much see authoritarianism as the way to get to utopia, and Crazy. people are starting to congregate around that. And my real problem with Omar, I'm going to go on the Muslim train, unfortunately here. It's not you, unfortunate. You, dude. It's their thing. Well, and it's for the past how many years people have come against evangelical christians and said you want a theocracy you want to rule with god's law right you want to rule with the bible and and put your put your bible into law and they've always always fought against that as hard as possible it's true and now we've got omar who people will try and tell me she doesn't want islamic law she doesn't want sharia law she doesn't want no, you've got to understand people of faith. And I think a lot of people who make those comments don't really understand people of faith. She believes Allah is the most powerful. She believes that everything should come under submission, which is what Islam means, to Allah. So if she actually believes it, she believes that the U.S. system should come under submitting to Allah. And she hasn't really shown me anything to let me know that she's more moderate than the vast majority of Muslims in the world. Right. She, so I would put everything I own on a bet that if you got her alone and you really got into her mind of what the truth is, right? she wants to see America submitted to Allah. She does. Now, here's the thing. The people listening, if they're liberal, they'll say, well, don't you want it under God? It already is under God. It comes from God. Right. But he lets you be free. He he lets free will. Good point. He lets you be free. So law comes from God. You can choose to obey it or not. That's on you. Right. That's between you and him. Even if you don't obey him, that's between you and him. Yep. Allah makes you submit. As a matter of fact, yes, this happened when I was in St. Cloud, Minnesota. There was a guy I think it was going to run for city council or mayor of St. Cloud. And he was going to propose a bill. This is true. He was going to propose a bill to make women that jog at night, not wear shorts. Make them. That it was going to be illegal yeah. to wear like jogging pants and these kind of things that women wear. Not that I, I mean, there's some women's like, please don't wear that. I <laughs> should probably take that out. <laughs> please leave it in. <laughs> uh, you know what? We'll, we'll leave it in. Whatever. <laughs> Who cares? I, you know, it's there's some, and you, people call that fat shaming. I don't wear. Heavy, you're, you're not bro, wearing short shorts. And I'm down <laughs> 17 pounds so far on keto this month, but yeah. it's like, dude. I don't wear stuff that's provocative, right? I know my <laughs> limits. You know what I mean? I know I'm not good looking as a big guy. I get that. You know what I mean? So you know what? Let, leave it in there. It's 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 
it's a tragedy that they want that. But Christians would be like, you know what? Maybe they're at a different place. When we see hurt or, or things like that, when we see things that are sinful and vile, a real Christian says, you know, I want to go reach that guy and reach him in love and say, you know, you don't have to go down that road. You know, Jesus can deliver you from sin and all these things. And when you come to Christ, it's a love. It's, a, it's, it's, a, it's not a submission. It's not a forced thing. He's not holding your head underwater saying, submit to me, and then putting him back underwater, which is exactly what Islam teaches. Yeah. And there's so much deeper stuff than this. We should probably do a whole podcast on this. But, you know, there's so much deeper teaching that we don't even know about. And then they'll tell you, that's not true. That's not in the Quran. That's not true. Well, they're also taught to lie. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're, ta- they're taught to do these things. To get to, How do you think they took over governments and kingdoms? Exactly. They Conquest. They went and cooed, yeah. man. I mean, yeah. that's how it works. I'm not. Let's, let's be honest here. I'm not for a theocracy here. Even as a Christian. I don't want government running church stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't want the, ch- the government to be run by the church. No. Because it's not their jurisdiction. The church's job isn't to punish evildoers. No. Thank you. Government's job. That's right. And that's Romans 13. As a matter of fact, that is the truth. You know what? If you believe in separation of church and state, the whole word Muslim and Islam and her religion should not even be brought up in politics when someone critiques her. If you really believe in religion, or, I'm sorry, separation of church and state, you shouldn't even reference her religion. Yeah. It yeah. has nothing yeah. to do with that. It has everything to do with ideology here, right? If I have an ideology, if I say, you know, uh, I love the Shapiro response on this one. When he says, as a, as a, as a Jew, it's, 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 it's sin to, to be to, to homosexual yeah. practice. It's also sin to be an adultery. It's also sin to lie. It's also sin, which is what Christians believe, right? But you are also in a free country where you can do what you want to do. He goes, but the difference between me and Christians is I'm not evangelical. You know what? I am, thank you, God. Because I want people to understand who he is and his love and how he died for them. I was just thinking about that today, how he died for us. And we're coming up on on, on, uh, Resurrection Sunday, right? The Resurrection Day. And what we believe Resurrection Day is. So I'm thinking about the sacrifice that he did. Why wouldn't I want to show people how much he loved you? Why wouldn't I want to show that he loved you so much to redeem you from your sin? I don't care if you believe that or not. I believe that. I know a lot of people have been set free from sin. Matter of fact, I was healed at 13 uh, from seizures. You can believe me or not, but it did happen. God healed me. God loved me so much, man, to show me a better way. Do I, do I sound angry or passionate? Sometimes, but it's not that I'm angry. I'm passionate about liars. I'm passionate about things that, that, that people try to shove down my throat. I don't ever shove religion down people's throat. Can, can we share what happened at the at the Texas Roadhouse? I'm kind of on a tangent here. Yeah, Remember the Texas Roadhouse? You yeah. were there. Yeah. Uh, this 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 waiter there, I just, we, we were done with our meal. Which, and if he's listening, shout out, dude. Yeah, was it Dan? Nate, wasn't it? Nate, Nate, I believe. Uh, just looking at him, I was like, you know, God wants me to tell you some things. Can I tell you some things? And he kind of got, yeah, sure. And I was, I, I can't remember what I said to him about his kid. And how he lost, like, tragedy and stuff. And he's like, yeah, I lost my kid to a miscarriage, my boy. Yeah. And I was like, I saw a little kid, you know, him and a little boy. Yeah. Uh, and some other things. And it's just like how he, we started praying with him. And it was what he was sitting there for. He sat down at our booth, started talking about, some, you know, about the things yeah. of God and, and those kind of things. Like, those kind of things people can't fake. God tells me certain things for certain people. You know what I mean? And then for him to bring up, you know, I, I've been saved since I was eight. But it's like to be assured of his salvation is what happened that night. Yeah. That God really has him. Right. And that's that's important to me. Right. But those things happen because God loves them, not because he wants to beat them over a head with with a, with a bat saying you better obey me. Right. No. 
if you choose to disobey God because of his goodness, that's on you. Yeah. It's like my kids. When they get in trouble, Dad, why are you so mean? I'm not mean. You chose that. You knew the consequence before you chose it. That's You see what yeah. I mean? I'm not mean here. But you chose what you chose. We all know that there's a God because either A, you rebel against him, B, you inquire about him, C, you serve him. But it's either one of the three. You either rebel against no. him. I don't see anybody except Christians, maybe Jews, that rebel against Muslims. Atheists don't even talk about him. But they sure talk against Jesus. And it's it's it can be very frustrating to watch because there's the same level of belief, the same level of passion about the God between the three faiths, right? Mm-hmm. And Islam's passion is to submit and get as many people as possible to submit to the system, which, the, once again, the system is all-encompassing. Christ never set up a government. Did you notice that? And they they even said, That's good. we want you to be the king. You're be our king, right? You're you're here to save us, right? No, that's not what I'm here for. To save you in the sense that you think, I'm here to save you from your sin. Christ is coming to set up the kingdom, but he has not. And it's not an earthly he, kingdom. Yeah, earthly kingdom. That's the way to put it. He has not set up an earthly kingdom. So you'll get Christians who come out and say, "Well, we need to." Pass laws that are biblically sound, consistent, yeah. whatever you know, right? Outlaw homosexuality. That's that's the number one that always comes up, right? The difference is what you and I are talking about is free will. That's why we always talk about you have the law, and then you have the social sphere, and the church is in charge of the social sphere. When they take care of the social sphere, the law gets taken care of as well. Yeah, I mean, think about this. Let's say that they pass something like that, which I'm not in favor of, to punish gay people for being yeah, in the What does that sodomy. do? Like, seriously, but how far are you willing to go? For, are you willing for the government to, to, to slaughter them? Yeah, what's so, the so, punishment? So, so then Christ can't change them? Yeah, what's the punishment? Do we punish divorce then? Ooh, which is very prevalent in the church, by the way. I mean, at 50, this point, 60%, yeah. 50% which, if you divorce your wife... And you take another woman, that's adultery. Yeah. Guess what the punishment was and for adultery? Dude, and guess what Jesus said about it? You uh-huh. know what I mean? Jesus condemned that act. Jesus, the one who everybody says only loves, he condemned it. Matter of fact, rebuked the people for saying for, for being in divorce and adultery. So this this goes to the Christians to say, be careful what you want right, in right. your law. Let, let's, you go, let's go a little farther than this. First Corinthians 6. Neither idolaters or adulterers. He called those that married another woman an adulterer, mm-hmm. right? Shall inherit the kingdom of heaven. Uh, of divorce. Shall inherit the kingdom of God. Effeminate, homosexuals, all perverse things, liars, yeah. right? I don't. That that's what that's in scripture. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's you can't get around that. Now some will say that's really harsh. Yeah, you know what? The death that my Christ died was really harsh. And he died for that, too. And how amazing that he had said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Mm-hmm. Father, forgive them. for Gave up the spirit. He said, Father, to your hands I commend my spirit. Matter of fact, me and Pastor Tower were talking about it today. It was so dope. I, I can't get into his sermon because it was such good revelation. But he gave up his spirit just so that he can go down to hell and get the, to, to get those that, are, that were captive. Raise again for our justification. It's a whole big thing. You say, that sounds like a fairy tale. 
So does 27.8 billion years ago, which 10 years ago, 4.6 billion years ago is when our Earth started. That's a fairy tale. You don't even know. And it keeps changing and evolving. God's word never changes, never has, never will. People may take it out of context. People may pervert it. People may do stuff against it. People may say, people may fail. But you know what? You can't deny what a martyr's done for that Bible. No. You can't deny what Christ did for this body. You can't deny that. Now, you could say he was a prophet. You could just say he was a man. Like some others have said, he fought against Roman system. That's why he got crucified. No. The Bible never said that. That one drives me nuts. It does drive me nuts. He was crucified because of truth and his love. And especially That's why he was crucified. And, and there is nothing in the Bible to point to him being a revolutionary. Yeah. That's, that's what drives me nuts. Oh, he was crucified because he was rebelling against the Roman Empire. Pontius Pilate said he was an innocent man. And he, he never cocked off to him. No, no. Pilate himself, who was the Roman... The, the, the Roman governor. ambassador, the governor, right? He was representative of Rome. He said, this is an innocent man. So you can't say he was a revolutionary because otherwise Pilate would have said, yes, he's starting a revolution against the Roman Empire. Crucify him. Right. That's not what he said. That's right. He tried to throw it back to the Jewish people, and now he was caught between a rock and a hard place. You know where he, you know you where know? he got that from? You know where he got that from? Yeah. The, the, it was the, the Pharisees. That said, he's trying to set That's up. That's a good point. They got it from the Pharisees, which were the scribes at the time. Which Judaism separated from Christianity, right? Christ was that linchpin of separation. So that tradition Dude. would continue, right? Thank you, Lord. Thank right? you, Lord. Yeah. So that tradition continued of Christ was a revolutionary. He was trying to rebel against the Roman Empire. He hates Herod. He, he hates Herod. That's why he got crucified. Wow. The Christian tradition looks at them and goes, no, you're missing it still. Yep. You're Dude, still blind. Do it. Even in the story of Matthew chapter 4, when he went into the wilderness and Satan tempted him with all of the kingdoms, Good he said point. no. Good he was point. not here to rebel against the system. That was not his calling. I'm not here to rebel against the system. My job here is to keep people free. Yeah. That's what the American system's about. All the other systems that everybody rebels against were systems of tyranny. That's the only reason people rebelled, right? If that wasn't true and that didn't happen in the Bible, then why would Moses be sent to the face of Pharaoh to let the people go? Yeah. God was never was, for tyranny, ever for tyranny. And like you said, it was not Christ's job. That's that not why calling. Christ was on earth. He no. was not there to rebel against a tyrannical government. And you could say that Rome was Here, a tyrannical try government. This. But was he wasn't was there Jesus for that. Was Jesus ever thrown in jail? According to the Good Scripture. Good point. Paul was. Peter was. Good point. So wait, we shouldn't be thrown in jail because Jesus never was thrown in jail. We should learn how to talk <laughs> like Jesus did. It's a bunch of, dude, seriously, you can't. There's people right now that are being martyred for their faith. In other countries, now I'm hot. Now I'm lit on this one. There's people in other countries that are dying for their faith the way our Christ did, and you can't handle the reproof. And you can't handle someone from the pulpit saying, sin cannot abide in a holy house. We will not allow our pulpits to be perverted anymore. We will not allow our children to be perverted in a public school. And you somehow have been blessed in this country not to suffer persecution the way those guys were. Is it because they are less holy than you? Well, now you're getting into 
Paul's whole argument. <laughs> Seriously, let's think about this for a minute. Are you saying that others can't think and do the way that, you know what I mean? That's ridic- yeah. It's a ridiculous notion. Even Paul himself died for the faith. How many of you are willing to die for the faith? That didn't stop. It's happening now. We never hear about it. What was it? Over 900 churches now have been bombed in the last, what we read it last week or the week, yeah. bef- week before. It's 900 churches, I believe, in the last 10 years. In 10 years. And nobody talks about it. But somehow we in America are enlightened and we shouldn't go uh, against the government. That's tyrannical. Bullying. And that's, that that's unscriptural. That hits why, why we're so passionate about doing what we're doing because there's a cloak of blindness that comes over people who are super blessed and the jews proved it time after time after time again think about it and that that blindness is really coming over us right now and that's why we're so passionate about this topic is because stop covering your eyes stop getting complacent you have to stand and you have to be um oh, you, you you have to yeah. you you really have to be vigilant about all this and that means vigilant about all aspects of the faith because otherwise what a blessing god has given us will end and close and Dude. then we're in Dude. the bad persecution that's right we're allowing babies to be slaughtered and you won't die for your faith, and you won't go out and take a stand sometimes at an abortion clinic because it's undignified. Because it's undignified. Because we might be offending somebody. Dang it. You know, it's funny. We we were out at the vigil, the 40 Days for Life vigil, the prayer vigil. Pastor was there. Some of us, a lot of us, the young adults, basically devoted, a a lot of us were there. And my kids were out there. And they're watching people drive by yelling, F you, flicking us off. And my kids are like looking at them like, what? what's wrong with them? You know what my kids are thinking? My oldest kid said this. They're the ones killing babies. Why are they mad at us? Yeah. Planned Parenthood's killing babies. Why are they mad at us? What? It didn't compute for him. Yeah. Right? But you aren't willing to die. You aren't willing to stand up against a tyrannical government. You're not willing to do what David did or Solomon or Paul, or Peter, or James, or John. This is why, and I've said it before, Hebrews 11, I have to believe in that, that he can still perform that kind of faithful miracle to destroy the abortion industry in this country, to destroy it. And you know what? It's not going to be through legislation because you can continue to pass legislation all you want, but if you're not turning the hearts, it's going to get worse and worse and worse. You're going to see ungodly things, ungodly things happen. Backyard abortions, all these things, you have to change the heart of the people. That's why preaching, people say, you need to focus on the gospel. You shouldn't be out doing politics. When's the last time you witnessed to somebody? Every time, every time, I get that. When's the last time you witnessed to somebody? Every time, I don't. It's easy to critique the one who's doing, right? And what's that quote? That quote from, uh, oh, President uh, Roosevelt. Go ahead. I'm trying to think where I'm at. Oh, there it is. 
Go ahead. Can you splice this in? Yeah. Yeah, you're fine. Oh, come on. And it was uh, President uh, Teddy Roosevelt that had said this, and, and, and it actually kind of segues into what we're talking about. He said, it's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how strong the man stumbles or where the doer of the deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the, in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again because there's no effort without error or shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. So it's easy for us in America. Boy, I'm going to step on toes, and, and I have to. It's easy to talk about the prosperous God. Sure is. Sure is. But you want to make a dent, man? You're not going to go on skates here. You can't. I don't even like getting that kind of hatred or that kind of vitriol. I don't... I know when I say something, like, publicly, it's going to get flack. I know I'm going to get flack. I get that. That comes with the territory. You're, you're basically running against the world. Yeah. Right? If you're pointing out sin, and, and I'm not saying I point out sin in, in people. I don't do that. Um, I just preach the, the, the word of God, and, and the Holy Spirit convicts them and let the Holy Spirit do what yeah. he's got to do in them. I don't need to point out sin in people. The Holy Spirit's pretty good at it, and he's not a jerk about it. I am. If, if it was up to me, I'd be, an, I'd be a prick. <laughs> and I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that with people. But when you preach truth and you preach the holiness of the Lord and the Holy Spirit, dude, there's something that happens. And, it, and it, it's, it's a wonderful thing. It's also a fearful thing sometimes when you get convicted of your sin. Like, I can imagine the centurion. And, and me and Todd, Pastor Todd talked about this a little bit. Remember when he said, this, truly this man was a son of God. Yeah. Can you imagine? I'm not saying it was the Spirit of God that drove him to it, but I'm saying that that conviction of, oh, my gosh, truly, this dude is it. Truly. The, the realization, like, that's that's a heavy statement for somebody to make, look especially somebody who's a Gentile. You yeah, know? look at Peter when he denied Christ, and he went away sorrowful. The no. man, the rich young ruler, went away sorrowful. There's something about that, right? It didn't say Jesus chased him. Jesus didn't chase Peter either. Nope. Right? There was something about leaving them to their own conscience. Let them figure it out. Leave them to the Lord. Be in their, be in their sight. Always be with them. I say that to people all the time. And you know, I've, I've said it in front of you to other people. Once you're in our web, once you're in this web, you ain't yeah. getting out unless you tell us to get out. Yeah. But you're in our web now, man. You're in the young adults web. You're in, you're in our web. <laughs> you're family now, right? And we need more of that. But sometimes, just sometimes, and I thank God for this lesson. It's a hard lesson. You need to be alone with the Lord. Sometimes you just got to sit back and say, Lord, what am I missing? Yeah. What am I doing that's defiling you? Am I, am I putting away the childish things in my life? Have I done everything you've asked me to do? Have I followed your commandments? It says that, you know, he that loved me, he keeps my commandments. Yeah. Or he that keeps my commandments, he that is that loveth me, and shall be loved to my father, right? Those kind of things. There's something about that beauty that's important to, to, to love Christ. But if it wasn't, happening in other countries, I would say, okay, this prosperous God thing is really cool. But are they getting that prosperous God? Are they missing something over there? 
No. We, uh, especially when you look at the statistics of Americans, you know, th- there's epidemics of drug use, of unhappiness, of suicide, of discontent. We're the most prosperous yep. nation in the world. And everybody comes up with the reasons as to why we're such an unhappy, discontented nation. Yep. You look at nations who have a lot less than we do, and they have higher numbers. And if if and and not saying that there aren't nations who have a lot less than us that have worse numbers than us, but when you look at people who really understand what's important, a lot of times they're more content. Right. You lo- use the analogy of two kids. You've got a kid, a, a buddy from work, and I were talking about this today. He he told me about a girl who her mom bought a $1,500 concert ticket for her. Wow. And set up three different high-end luxury hotels and is going to let the girl decide which hotel she wants to stay in. Take that girl who's given everything, no matter what. Just everything's handed. And another kid who doesn't have a whole lot but knows they have true love from their parents. They have a strong, disciplined upbringing. They're showing the real values of what life is about, right? Which kid's going to be happier? You have all these kids who are given so much. They're miserable. They're miserable because there's, there's no greater meaning to life. And I think America as a whole, we have so much Dude. that we're miserable, and I'm not saying, okay, we need to get rid of everything and, and go back to the Stone Age. That's not what but we've got to change perspective, which is really hard to do when you've got 80-inch screen TVs and gaming systems and three cars in the driveway. And, like, <laughs> other people will call it we're soft. We're soft, you know? Yeah, I know. So, but th- as, as I sit and listen to you, man, like... You can't continue to talk about politics until we fix the moral man. Yeah. The morals in a man. Sometimes I, and this is just real, right? Like self-evident, really focuses on God, country, biblical view of government, all these things. Can I really talk about government without talking about Christ? God? Can I really talk about how government should be run without talking about the condition of sin? I'm sorry, the sinful nature, the condition of the fallen man? Can I talk about it? No, because... You won't, you won't obey the law internally without the love of God in you. You just won't do it, no matter how moral you think you are, right? The thing is, are you willing to die for those morals? Probably not. A true Christ, a true Christian, a true believer, a disciple of God will. I don't think that you set out ready for it, but it happens, yeah. right? And, and they're willing to die for their faith. I don't want to be the one that didn't do the gospel, that didn't preach the gospel, I don't want us to do that. I want Jesus Christ to be magnified in every podcast we do or every event that we do or every post we do. Man, sometimes we have fun, man. We no. do the Canada Bobs, you know what I mean? <laughs> but you know what? If God didn't let me have fun, I don't think I could serve him. Because no. he did. He does let me have Man, God is the coolest God in the world. And, and I, I can already hear it, the, the, the legalistic ones. 
See, that's blasphemy. There's nowhere in scripture about that. Dude, God created emotions and he created laughter and he created, Thank you. he created men to be witty mm-hmm. and to, to have a man. Look, I don't care what you say. I've had conversations with God with him and I were laughing and just funny banter. He's my dad, let, man. Let me throw He's it. He's my father. Let me throw it the other way. Do you really think Satan was the one who came up with laughter Ooh. in humor? There you go. There you go. And, and this segues into something really, really heavy, right? If God is truly our father, even uh, Todd said this last night, because sometimes you guys are sitting in a quiet place and falling asleep. Oh, I can't do that. It's blasphemy. Nothing better than a man holding his son or daughter and them falling asleep in his arms. Mm. Nothing better. Wow. Nothing better. Dude, so true. I want to sleep in the peace of God. I want to carry, because his yoke is easy and his burden is light, I'm supposed to learn of Christ, which may be suffering which may be the side of victory, which may be the side of faith, maybe the side of all these, you know, God, Christ yeah. is so much. He's all in all. He's in all this. Our callings are so different. Some of us may suffer for the kingdom's sake, right? And I have to be okay with that. I have to be all right with that. You know, I have to, my kids have to be okay with that. I, that's hard. I, that's hard I, to preach. Yeah. I, the reason why I stop is like, Lord, <laughs> that's proclaiming some things. I have to be okay. I'm not saying I am okay. I kind of have to be. If that's what God calls for, I've got to be ready to walk in those things, to suffer, yeah. to suffer there, wrongfully. There you was know? one morning I was sitting on the couch and doing some studying, and I was thinking about, and I had just read a news item about how somebody, and, and it wasn't even a Christian. No, it was. It was a Catholic writer who she had come out against transgenderism or something. Mm. And it wasn't even in a, a offending way. It was just like, you know. Bible preaches man Shoot, and woman. Who was that whatever. other one? Uh, the Steffi Graf was it that came out last month or whatever about the transgenders and tennis or other sports? Oh yeah, was she it got Steffi Graf too. or was it? Uh, I don't remember. Or whatever. Yeah, it's one of them. Um, but this this Catholic writer, please don't quote she, me on that. I don't want her to get anything. She, uh, her family got completely doxxed. People were opening up like transgender porn accounts in her kids' names and, like, sending all these links to her kids. They were getting, you know, 30 pizza deliveries a day. You know, it's like their life was completely attacked in every way, and especially her children. And so I sat there that morning, and I was just like, Lord, I don't know if I can put my kid on the altar like that. Eesh. I don't. How do I protect my Dude, my kid here. from that? This is real talk. Because tonight, the stuff we said about Islam, you get the wrong outrage mob going about that. Our lives are up for everybody, and that scares me. And is that's kind of my prayer of like, Lord, this scares me. Now, if I have to go through it for your name, okay, which is hard to say because that's kind of like, Lord, give me patience. Well, what's the Lord going to do? He's going to give you a bunch of trials to test your patience. But it's like, I'm scared about that. Me too. My, my kid's only two years old. I can't I can't imagine if, like, this outrage happy mob. Happy birthday, Isaac. Yeah. Hey, birthday? hey, buddy. Happy I- birthday, <laughs> Isaac. It's late. Uh, <laughs> just turned to that little guy. But there's stuff that could, like, really set his life back. I don't want to say ruin his life, but, like, could really 
damage him. And I, yeah, and, and you know, what if he grows up and, and, and it's like, man, you know, why, why did we get the shaft? Yeah. Why, why was I affected? I can't imagine, like, here, let's go with this one. Malia and Sasha, Obama. Yeah. They're never going to be the same. No. With that being president. They're going to be looked upon by many conservatives as, oh, those rich, you know, brats or whatever. Mm-hmm. The, you, he threw his daughter. And look, I, come on, guys. I'm not justifying Obama. I'm just saying the presidency. No. You open yourself. Baron Trump's been under attack. So it's not just the Sasha Malia. But Baron Trump's yeah. been, He's you know, been getting yeah, he's hammered. Been attacked. And it's you like, know? can you throw your kids... Under that kind of scrutiny, the Christianity, man, when you become, you know, T.D. Jake said it, man, there's this 20 minute video about what he suffers and, you know, has suffered in ministry, just little things. He doesn't even call them great things. He's like, these are little things that I had to overcome. But dude, to the average person, it's like, bro, bro. He said when he got famous, he said then he said basically he said he became his life was over because now he couldn't be private. Yeah. And everything was under scrutiny. It's like, do I agree with all the things he teaches? I haven't heard everything he's taught. I don't know. You know, and I don't listen to a lot of his sermons and nothing like that. I, I listen to a lot of other preachers. And uh, I love old, old, old ministers like, uh, what do they call them? Heroes of the faith and yeah. foundational father type things. I don't listen to a lot of modern, and I, and I should and I want to. But what I'm saying is through this, through this hopefully through this podcast, it's funny. I'm looking at a picture of Patrick Henry in my Bibles, the American Revolution. <laughs> On March 23rd, 1775, Patrick Henry spoke now the famous phrase, give me liberty or give me death to arouse the Second Virginia Convention to arms against the tyranny of Great Britain. He noted, we have done everything that could be done to avert the storm which is now coming upon us. He's talking about the war. He said, during the critical years of 1765 to 76, the American colonies had been forced to endure taxation without representation, searches and seizures without probable cause, the confiscation of firearms, and on. Through the colonial leaders, uh, though the colonial leaders had tried to remain loyal to the crown and reconcile their differences, they were finally compelled to break away and revolt. I love this story. And when the Declaration of Independence was then written, a proclamation to the world for the reasons of separating from England, it was a reason, basically, to, to do that. But while the Declaration gives a detailed list of legal offenses that England had unresolved, the founders saw these as more than isolated wrongs. Rather, they saw them as a part of the predetermined plan to take away the religious liberties and reestablish the Church of England to rule over their hearts and souls, thus enslaving the colonies. In that light, one understands the power of Patrick Henry's fiery words. Hmm. Wow. Right? Watch this. This is so good. I got to read this. This is so Wait, crazy. I, I just want that to sink in for people. Give me liberty or give me death. Look through that in a faith lens. That's right. Whether it's Christianity, Islam, whatever, you want liberty, free will, the way to create relationship with God yourself, or do you want it institutionalized to control every aspect of your life? which you want. That's right. Um, thus, it was the churches. I'm going to read this because this, it's so yeah, funny that this was open. It. We'll leave the other thing till next week because we're already taking yeah. a ton of time. But uh, thus, it was, it, it was the churches that became the primary source that stirred the, fiery, the fires of liberty, telling the colonists that the English government was usurping their God-given rights. Listen to that. It was usurping their God-given rights. And the king and the parliament were violating the laws of God. The founding fathers were convinced that it was their sacred duty to start a revolution to uphold the law of God against an unjust and oppressive laws of man. Now, I'm going to 
I don't believe that they started the revolution. I believe they were defending themselves. That's the one issue yeah. that I think is critical to understand here. Founding fathers were not to attack them. They were being harassed and harassed, and then they were being attacked in Boston. So once you fired up, it's we got to re- we're gonna yep. you know uh, uh, start back. It says and and the fight for political liberty was seen as a sacred cause because civil liberty was an inalienable right according to God's natural law. The New England ministers, in particular, were uh, decisive in rallying the popular and moral support for the war against England. They pressed their uh, they pressed their congregations to overthrow King George because they believed that rebellion to tyrants was obedience to God. I believe it was Franklin and Jefferson that said something similar to that. From many pulpits, ministers recruited troops and strengthened them in the battle with patriotic sermons. While the church leaders well, were well-schooled in the fact that the Bible placed great emphasis due to submission to civil authorities, according to Romans 13, right? They noted that there are also many passages that approve resistance to ungodly authority. For instance, when the apostles were commanded by the Sanhedrin to cease preaching that Jesus had risen from the dead, Peter boldly asserted, we ought to obey God rather than man. That's Acts 5.29. We talk about that. There are many, again, Moses and Pharaoh, there are many instances in Scripture that the Scripture says to a, to a scene against yeah. the government that comes oppressive to God's law. Therefore, it's no coincidence that one of the watchwords of the American revolutions uh, was no king but King Jesus. We have no king but King Jesus. For, the most, for most of the patriots, their faith gave them courage to stand on God's word and risk their lives, their properties, to break tyranny of an unjust human authority. In their Christian worldview, the obedience to God took precedence over country or government, and their primary allegiance was to the Lord Jesus Christ. In 1775, the Lutheran pastor, John Peter Gabriel Muhlenberg, <laughs> buddy, here we go. It's funny, I brought him up to Paul today. There you go. Priest's sermon on Ecclesiastes 3.1, to everything there's a season, a time for every purpose under the heavens. Concluding the message, he declared, in the language of the Holy Writ, the Bible, there's a time for all things. There's a time to preach and a time to fight. Now is the time to fight. He then threw off his clerical robes to reveal a uniform of the Revolutionary Army officer. That afternoon, at the head of 300 men, he marched off to join General Washington's troops and became the colonel of the 8th Virginia Regiment. Ministers turned the colonial resistance into a righteous cause and served at every level in the conflict from military chaplains to members of state legislators to taking up arms and leading troops into battle. And ultimately, after two main British armies were captured by the Continental Army in Saratoga in 1777 and Yorktown in 1781, the other words of Patrick Henry, his fellow, the fellow Virginians, proved true. Three millions of people armed with the holy cause of liberty, the holy cause of liberty, and in such a country as, we, as, as which we possess, are invincibly by any force, are invincible by any force which our enemy can send against us. I'll say this again. Three million of three millions of people armed with the holy cause of liberty, and in such a country as that which we possess, are invincible by any force which our enemy can send against us. The holy cause of liberty, with God by their side, we're invincible to any other army, mm-hmm. which has been proven time and time again in the word. And on that... <laughs> it's funny that that was there because I, I yeah. just opened up the page. And it I, was random, dude. Was like, I know it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And to conclude, guys, listen. I, we were going to talk about the electoral college. We'll talk about it next week. We have to focus on it next week. <laughs> the current events thing got we, to me, man. We had it on the agenda. We had it in the research Tell notes, and it's still. Tell them that. I Sorry. just did. <laughs> 
Sorry. <laughs> sorry, guys. <laughs> but listen, we're going to talk about the Electoral College next week. We're sorry because I think current events really bothers me. Shoot, we could do an entire podcast just on current events. It seems yeah. like and really bring the word of God into it. Right. But thank you for tuning into podcast number 30. We're so excited that you're tuning into 30 podcasts and, and it's highlights and the Canada Bobs that we're releasing and all these things. Um, by the way, we want to mention this. If you guys can go online, the self evident truth.com, go online. Click that donate button, man, and help us out. Or go to the shop. We got some really killer T-shirts. We got our new hats, uh, which say the podcast, and you can represent our our podcast, and you can donate to a great cause. The more supporters we get, the more we can take this thing daily. We believe we should be going daily. Again, that's a process. We're not saying it's going to happen now. We know it's going to take time, but when it does, we want to hit you with so much content and uh, hopefully give you guys answers for the world as Christians, not just as conservatives, as Christians, so you can be a light in the darkness, including to conservatives, right? Those so-called who call themselves conservatives. Once again, thank you for tuning in so much, you guys. We love you guys so much. Thank you for uh, always being by us here and, 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 and watching all the YouTube clips and videos. God bless you, and we'll see you next week. All right. Love you guys.